0: Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. The Pirate Radio Podcast is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit whiteclaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. Now, live from the Pirate Radio Studio, here's
1: Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring The Voice, Jeff Charles and ECU Hall of Famer Jody Schultz. The Pirate Radio Podcast is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On today's podcast, The Voice will have a great discussion with Jody on his ECU days and catch up with what he's up to these days. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer starts right now
0: welcome to our pirate radio podcast and a visit with former pirate football star and ecu hall of famer jody schultz he played in the nfl as well for the philadelphia eagles for five years beginning in 1983 life has been quite a journey for number 95 he joins us now from his home in maryland jody thanks so much for your time how you doing I'm good. I'm
2: good. Uh, thanks for calling and, and having me on your show.
0: Well, you are very welcome. Let's start, Jody, uh, back as a youngster in Maryland and growing up uh, where you did, and still being home today and being a part of the family business. So, tell us a little bit about your childhood.
2: Um, I mean, I had a good childhood. My my parents, you know, they they were. I mean, we we're a middle class, probably family working. My my parents. Uh, you know worked in the restaurant business my dad was a waterman uh most of his life and then then uh sold his boat and uh joined my mom in the restaurant business and and they built um, a very successful restaurant that was in my mom's family since 1930 so we just celebrated what's that 90 years uh last year in business and we've expanded to another restaurant crab house and uh bought some neighboring property and we're in the process of building a, a hotel a hyatt hotel next door and um just local business Owner, so, you know we've got a marina there and um some other land holdings and you know trying to stay local and make some money and create some jobs and Give our kids something to do. I'll
0: tell you what, that sounds really exciting. Uh, Jody, when you talk about being in the restaurant business for 90 years, as we all know, restaurants come and go. So you guys yeah. have really persevered. I know you've gone through some some tough times, but my goodness, there aren't a whole lot of restaurants around that have been around for 90 years.
2: Yeah, well, there's, I don't know, 30% or more in the country are have gone out of business because of this COVID mess we're in. Um, and we've suffered, you know, we've been through we had a devastating fire, uh that was the early nineteen eighty. Um actually, um I had debated on whether to even go to East Carolina. Um I had went to Chowan Junior College and Coach Emory had, you know, offered me a scholarship from there. And two days before Christmas, um uh, a restaurant burned to the ground. So, um you know I wasn't sure what I was gonna do you know the family and the business was 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 devastated and I just didn't feel right about going you know off and leaving everybody here but my dad you know he sat me down and in in a very uh, direct way and said you know your ass is going to school and you know you're not a carpenter you're not a plumber you're not a bricklayer so there's really nothing you can do here <laughs> So Coach Emery actually flew in on a plane, um, but we had a little makeshift office at the restaurant there and we, we signed a letter of intent, the papers right there on the grounds where the restaurant had burned
0: <laughs> that's pretty amazing that's an amazing story uh, yeah. we're visiting with jody schultz and you'll remember jody from his days as a terrific player at east carolina went on to play in the national football league jody going back uh, to when you were growing up again you like a lot of us and i can relate to this i would guess it's uh, fair to say you had a rebellious side so can you can you tell us a little bit about that and is that accurate
2: yeah, well, you know, I was an act. I'll say I was a, a very active uh, young man and into my teenage years, and um, got me in a little bit of trouble. And and uh, I had a girlfriend, that uh, fiance, I would say, at at a high school, and she was uh, killed in a in a bad car accident, you know, just up the road from my house, and that that didn't help my uh, way of. Uh, my mindset, so uh, just continued to kind of spiral out of out of control a little bit. Um, one thing led to another, and through different events, and I just decided I need to kind of get my act together, and uh, actually, I had to go to court on some charges, and the judge had told me, you know, I had been accepted at Chowan Junior College prior to that and didn't go, uh, in part because of my girlfriend at the time, and The judge said, uh, you know, you're either going back to school, you're going in the military, or you're going to be spending some time in jail. So the decision at that point was pretty easy. And I went down to Chowan, uh, walked on down there for two years, and then was fortunate enough that uh, Coach Emery saw me and a bunch of my teammates down there and grabbed us and and, uh, pretty much escorted us to East Carolina.
0: Jody, that was a horrible tragedy that you went through with your girlfriend, losing her in that tragic automobile accident. How did you get through those times? How did you get through that experience?
2: Well, I mean, life's full of getting through stuff. And, um, I don't know, you know, you just, it was a, it was a very troubling time for me at that. I mean, I was, I think I was 18 at the time and, um, um. I don't know. I just had always had football on my mind and, you know, I didn't come from a powerhouse football high school. Um, in fact, in four years of high school, we only won six football games in four years. And I had, I had actually missed my senior year because of a knee injury. So I didn't even play my senior year. Um, I was going to walk on to Chowan junior college and because of, you know, the, the relationship I was in, I said, no, nah, I'm going to not, I'm going to put that off. And I stayed home and worked and then, and, and you know, through the accident. And, um, so I had really been out of football for two years and, and, uh, just walked on to Chowan as, as, a I think we had 250 people players at that first practice. And, um, you know, just persevered through that. I had to get away from some of the, uh, bad influences I was around at, at, at home. And, uh, you know, just start, decided that the best way to do it was to get out, get away from here, focus on something that I had a passion for was football. Although you never would have dreamt that, um, you know, I would have wound up in the NFL. I felt, I felt certain that's where I was going to wind up. But, uh, you know coming from a high school that was that was pretty bad in sports and then really being out of ball for two years uh and it was a it was quite a journey
0: <laughs> yeah it really was but then you have the opportunity to play at Chowan you have a great career there play there for. Two years, and then, as you mentioned before, East Carolina came calling, and you had some other opportunities as well. But you come to Greenville and had the great career uh, at ECU, and you played for another ECU Hall of Famer and Coach Ed Emery. And what do you remember mm-hmm. about those days playing for Coach Ed Emery, and and your memories of Coach Jody?
2: Well, Coach Emery, um, you know, was a was a phenomenal man, I, and I have. No bad words to say about Ed. Ed was, was um, you know, Ed bled purple. He loved East Carolina. Uh, he worked extremely hard. He loved his players. And Ed was the, really the first visionary that decided, hey, we're going to play some of these big teams. You know, we played the Miamis and the Floridas and the Florida States and Missouris. And, um, you know, when they were all nationally ranked top 20, top 10 teams, and, you know, we gave them all a run for their money. My last year was 82. So during that 81-82 season was really his building seasons. And, um, you know, we hung with every every team we played pretty much up through the first half. Um, what we didn't have was the depth that those other schools had. So, you know, we we would just got wore down in really the third and, and the fourth quarters uh, a lot because we didn't have the, the second, the backup um you know, substantial backups to to step in and give, you know, a break to some of the guys. So um, I think you'll find it, you know, throughout those games that that's kind of how it was. Um, The 83 season, the 83 team was, you know, we all knew that was going to be a phenomenal team. I think almost everybody from the 82 team came back on the 83 team. And uh, I remember – Uh, after the 82 season, I remember going to coach Emery and in his office and, and asking him, how could I stay? And I, I'd said, you know, I did not play that much at Choan my freshman year. Is there any way we could get a redshirt year or get that year back? And, you know, he called my coach down there and they, they spent some time looking into it. And he said, Jody, it's just it just doesn't look like it's, it's possible to happen. He, you know, he said, "You know, you're you're done here. You need to go on and go on with with hopefully an NFL career." And um, but I was ready, willing, and able to just give all that up to stay on that eighty three team because I knew we all knew what a special team
0: that was. Yeah, no doubt. Eight yeah. and three that year. A terrific team. And But life moves on, Jody, as you mentioned. And uh, the NFL draft comes up, and you get your name out there in the Japan Bowl and the Blue-Gray All-Star Game, and people know about Jody Schultz. Uh, what do you remember now about draft day and when the Eagles selected you?
2: Well, draft day was was you know nothing like it is now i mean it's it's a big dog and pony show now with the draft day and you know everybody's everybody's uh, got a camera on everybody even in their homes and um we were we decided to get together as, as a lot of my teammates and and met over my buddy amos twitty's house he was renting a little house in town there and we had all the essentials. We had some food and a full keg of beer, <laughs> and we started on that. I guess it was probably about 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And I was expecting to go, hopefully. I mean, I was, I was just tickled to get drafted, let alone what round. But, you know, I was being told, you know, fourth round, and uh, Green Bay kept coming up. And, you know, I, was, I didn't really care what round or where I went, honestly. And when the second round came by, and and the Eagles, uh, I think they had made some trades up, and had they had the uh, two picks in the second round, and um, and they called my name on TV there, and it was just you know an, a, an exciting moment. It really was, and uh, um, you know with having my teammates there, and I'd called my parents, and um, it was quite a day to say the least.
0: So you're off to the NFL, off to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then, Jody, uh, like we see that happens uh, a lot of times with athletes, at some point they're going to have to deal with an injury. And and you suffered uh, a knee injury. And I know that was a setback for you as far as uh, your pro career. So tell us a little bit about what you went through there.
2: Yeah, well, um, I had, um, you know, course, being a second-round pick, I never really felt like I was safe. So, you know, in training camp back then, training camps were excruciating. We had six weeks of, of two-a-day full-paid um, practices, and it was hot. And, uh, you know, I was just determined I was going to, you know, make the team and, and, uh, and wanted to be a starter. And uh, I was kind of battling it out with uh, the, the current starter there, Reggie Wilkes, and Reggie was having some some knee problems, and then um, I had they had moved me up to start. So the first game of the season, we had um, you know I was a starting uh, outside linebacker there for the Eagles, which you know was uh, at that time you know a lot of rookies didn't start. So um, you know they were very confident in me. I had some good preseason games, and um, we went into we were into our. Th- I think it was our third game we were playing in Denver uh, that same year John Elway was drafted. He was having a good game up there, and I hyperextended my knee. And um, I really had no injuries other than the one in high school. I don't think I'd even missed a practice in four years of college, let alone a game. Never missed a, a snap of practice in those grueling six weeks that we had at, at Philly in training camp and here I was with a knee injury and, um, you know, I should have probably taken more time off when I first heard it, but, you know, I just wasn't used to that. And I, and I, you know, I wanted to prove myself up there in Philly. So the next game I just hurt that knee worse. Um, uh, and I wound up missing, I think four or five weeks and went in and hurt it again. And, uh, I think the Eagles had had hidden my initial uh, injury from me a little bit. I think my knee, you know, was always worse than what they were conveying to me it was through, you know, the team doctors and whatnot, and they had put a brace on my knee and taped me up and kind of smacked me on the ass and said, you know, get on out there and play. Um, So then that just exacerbated into the next season, and I hurt it again and finally had to have a total reconstruction I think I had five knee surgeries up there in in three years. So, you know, I took it it, and it really kind of rained on my parade, so to speak, because, you know, I'm in the NFL and anybody can tell you that's been in that up at that playing level. You know, you would do anything. I would have played for no money up there that first year and then kind of the ugly side of football shows up where you're hurt and, you know, everybody up there is not your friend and they're pressuring you to play and making comments and really hiding your, the extent of your injuries type of stuff and doing things, you know, to you to to kind of help with the pain and playing, And you just kind of get caught up in all that before you know it, you're, you're really, you really got a flat tire and it's, um, you know, it's, it's it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I can situation. understand. Yeah, it's a, it's a total business. There's no doubt about that. We're yeah. visiting with Jody Schultz, former ECU Pirate, great Pirate, uh, ECU Hall of Famer. And we're talking about his days in the NFL, the five years that he spent with the Philadelphia Eagles. And football fans, Jody, certainly know the names Marion Campbell and Buddy Ryan. Uh, you played for mm-hmm. those guys in Philadelphia. Any, any thoughts on those two guys? Yeah.
2: I did. Marion, uh, Marion Campbell was, was, a, was, a, a you know, a, a great defensive coordinator under Dick Vermeil when they had that, those great teams at that point. And coach Vermeil uh, retired, I think two years before I got there and coach Campbell just, uh, you know, kind of stepped up to that, uh, head coaching position. Um, I think he was a much better probably defensive coordinator than he was a head coach. Um, cause you know, we struggled. Um, uh, I was, Certainly excited to be in Philly, but, you know, that that team was kind of the end of the, the great Vermeer era with, you know, Jaworski and Wilbur Montgomery and Harold Carmichael and, you know, all those really great players. And they were kind of trying to get to a rebuilding stage. And then uh, I guess it was in 87 that Buddy Ryan came in um, and, uh, you know, brought in some great players, Jerome Brown and Reggie White and. Um, you know a lot of good players and trying to rebuild and I didn't really fit in his defense you know it it was a complicated defense what he was playing and it was a lot of man coverage on from the linebackers and such and I just didn't really fit in there and that first year I hung in there and uh, you know in 87 I really didn't want to be in Philly because I felt like I had rehabbed my knee and I was you know, as good as it was going to get. And I felt good. I just wanted the opportunity to go somewhere else and play. And at that time they didn't have free agency. So really the the law of the land was whatever team you were with had your so-called rights as a player. And you either played for that team or they had to trade you or just, you know, they could cut you. But and I was out of contract, so it was really disheartening. I didn't have a contract, and they still told me, you know, Coach Ryan, when I met with him, he said, you know, I want you to play here. You're a good, tough player, and, you know, I just I want you here. And so um, I had to go back um, at that point. Um, I didn't really have much choice. Now free agency doesn't. You have that freedom, you know, to go when you're out of contract, kind of to go, to go where you want to go.
0: Sure. But the day comes uh, when I guess the realization has set in that your football days are over, Jody, after 5 years uh, with the Eagles. So what's your mindset then and you're still a very young man and what you're going to do with the rest of your life?
2: Yeah, good good question. I mean, it's you know, you hear all professional athletes, most of them, if not all of them will tell you that they're never ready for that day. You, you kind of want that you kind of want to dictate your own um, and you know, you want to plan it. You want to retire under your terms. Most players really don't have that um, luxury because of because of injuries. So yeah, I was 28, I guess. And you know, I had, and and that 1988 year, I met with Buddy Ryan early, and he said, "Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring you back. You can you can go on and uh, uh, you know, good luck to you and whatever." And but at that point, you know, I'm five years in the league and. I'm considered, you know, so much damage material. I'm running on retreads or whatever. And, um, you know, teams are just looking for, you know, young, healthy, healthy players. And, um, you know, I really thought I was going to be going, I had a good opportunity to go to San Francisco that year. Um, which is kind of in hindsight, you know, it was when they had their runs at all those super bowls. And, um, you know, they, I went out there and worked out, had a great, um, trip. And, um, you know, the trainers just said, you know, Jody, they just, they don't want to take a chance on your knee. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know, I'll sign a waiver. I'll play for nothing. You know, just, I I want I'd love an opportunity here. And they said, you know, it just really doesn't work like that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, so I came back home, uh, um, you know, depressed that my dream was over. And, uh, you know, fortunately, um, you know, I got back in our family business. You know, I'd, I'd done a few things on my own here, and, you know, the family business always kind of tugs at you. So particularly with our family, it's it had been genera- in in the family for generations. So I got back involved with that, and I am do a lot of land development. So we had property down there that I was fortunate enough to get some approvals on for another restaurant and some other things we're doing. So, um, But I'll tell you, there's... Um, you know, at least once a month, I'm in a dream that I that the phone's ringing and it's a coach on some NFL team that wants me to come try out. So I don't know whether that's a dream or a nightmare. Because, uh,
0: <laughs> so at age sixty, you still got the dream alive, right?
2: <laughs> oh, well, you never, you, you know, you never lose it, you know. And uh, I love football. It's it's one of those things that you know you earn on your own. Nobody. Um, nobody does it for you i mean I, I went from i went from working on a uh, a work boat on a crab boat here in the, in the bay and then i guess it was probably three and a half years uh was a second round pick at the nfl yeah. so that was that was quite a journey for me um uh, surprised a lot of people my friends um but um i mean i always knew in the back of my mind that that's that was my calling and uh you know, fortunately I had great coach Garrison at Chowan was a was a phenomenal man. Um I just had a lot of good coaches and Coach Emery obviously and all those guys back in the day, Coach Fast and Coach Parker and Highland and it was a bunch of good guys and uh, couldn't ask for a better bunch of teammates and, and and East Carolina and Greenville. I mean couldn't ask I couldn't uh, if I had to do it again I'm not sure I'd change anything.
0: Another very interesting part of your life, Jody, is the fact that you've been a volunteer fireman for years and years. Tell us a little bit about that and where that motivation came from uh, to be a fireman.
2: Well, I live in a a pretty small town. Um, I live on an island, actually, Kent Island, but we're connected by the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and and Kent Harris Bridge, where our businesses are. And, And back then, it just, you know, it was a, a small town and really everybody joined the fire department back then. My brother joined, um, he was 16, I think I was 17, my younger brother. And, you know, that's just what we did. And, um, you know, the night my girlfriend was in an accident, you know, that was our fire department that responded to that accident. So I was up there, you know, really in that capacity. And, um, you know, when the restaurant burned, we've had, we've had, uh, three, bad fires at our restaurants. The night that Fisherman's Inn burned down, which was, you know, when I was about to go to college, I was home and our our alarm, we had little pagers when it went off and alerted us to a fire at Fisherman's Inn. My brother Tracy and I ran to the firehouse and my parents and my other brother went to the restaurant, you know, and we're physically in the restaurant trying to put the fire out and, you know, the roof's collapsing and we're trying to get out all the valuables and money and my mother had a phenomenal oyster plate collection and we had duck decoys. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, it was a total loss. I mean, my father said he, everything they'd worked for for 10 years was gone. Wow. Um, so we're in there, you know, not only, you know, we're putting out the fire in my family's business. And sure. We had a similar fire at the crab deck our neighboring restaurant, uh, uh, probably in the early nineties, same situation. So, I don't know. You know, we just get back to the community. We, we love it. You know, we have a, we have a fire boat. We had a dive team for years that I, that I kind of was in charge of. And, you know, we've just a sense of, of satisfaction. Um, and it's been, I guess, 40 years or so. I've been a member, the president up there. Now, my brother is brother's assistant chief. My cousin is the chief. Uh, my son is a member up there, uh, who's also a paid professional firefighter. Um, so kind of runs in the family i think
0: yeah it sure does well let's talk about your family today jody uh, i know you've got uh, a number of boys uh tell us about your family
2: my family's good i have four boys and believe it or not none of them really want to play football and i certainly did not um pressure them because i just <laughs> it would have hurt me to see them with an injury like i got so I wasn't going to stop them, I offered it to them, you know, I said, hey, let's, if you want to play, let's play, but uh, they didn't, they were, they were all big soccer players, and, and uh, my youngest one was a, was a phenomenal ice hockey player, um, and um, my oldest is now a 28, he's a police officer, uh, right here near me, My next to the oldest, Kirby, is a paid fireman in Anne Arundel County, uh, Colby, my next oldest is a, um, works for my brother's girlfriend as a warehouse manager here locally. And my youngest son, um, probably my best athlete Dorsey is a senior at Penn state. Um, he's up there in the Schmeel business school, getting a finance degree and, um, loves hockey. He was a great hockey player and, uh, kind of turned his, uh, talents now to golf, uh, but he's a smart one out of, uh, out of all of us, I think. And, uh, he's, he's smart with common sense, which is a rarity.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. You're right about that. I'll tell you what, it uh, sounds like the Schultz family is doing really, really well. And, and Jody, as we wrap things up with you, uh, as we mentioned, it's hard to believe you're now 60 years old. Time gets away from, uh, from all of us. But where do you see yeah, your life kidding. going uh, in the next stage of your life? And it sounds like you've got a lot of very exciting business projects underway.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love. My wife says, you know, when when are we going to retire? When am I going to retire? I mean, I don't know. I, I love what I do, and I'm involved with projects, and they're like a big puzzle to me, trying to figure it out how to how to put it together. And but you know, my young my Kirby's getting ready to get married next year, so we're, I'm looking very forward to some grandchildren. And uh, you know, we we the kids all live close very close to, to the house here where they grew up and you know, we, we have a farm so we hunt and hang out together and uh I mean, you know, everything's good. Um if I could just stop having those nightmares about going back to the NFL <laughs> <laughs> that would be all right. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Hey Jody, what yeah. a pleasure it's been to visit with you. Uh, you've been so gracious with your time and the opportunity to share your life stories with us i know so many pirate fans remember you well when i told a lot of pirate fans uh, around greenville and eastern north carolina that i was going to have have you on they all said what a great player you were here and what a good person and so we're uh we're excited to to continue our relationships with you here at ecu by the way do you ever get back to uh, greenville to ecu and see any football games
2: you know i don't i mean last year was tough because of covid I, I i try to get there back every year but um you know the fall is really a busy time for us and i mean all, all times are busy and it's uh but um you know i talked a lot of some of the guys that i that i that were there with me um and we all talk about getting together and doing some reunions i know a lot of the guys get together and they live closer because kind of it's a day trip it's a little more than a day trip for me you know we stay overnight and try to go at least a day or two. Um, but we're busy up here on the weekends. So, um, yeah, Greenville looks different. I mean, there's a lot going on. It's, it's it's like everywhere else. You know, sometimes I don't even know where I'm at. It's yeah. so growth and uh, with downtown, and that's expanded. And the uh, stadium looks phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I, well, we keep in touch. You know, Matt Maloney's a great pirate down there. And, and um, he, he tries to keep us all connected. He's got a heck of a job doing that, but um, um, you know the, the facilities look great down there. The uh, the weight room—I <clears throat> remember we, we used to work out in a—I guess it was part of an old tobacco barn. Absolutely, at, uh, Lou Hallow's old—I uh, um, guess it was part of his old beer distributorship um, down the street. Yeah, um,
0: that was still in operation.
2: For it was a phenomenal room. We you know we worked out in, in one of the old tobacco barns uh, um, one spring. And it was a, you know, those tobacco barns are big. And, uh, you know, we're in there running around and we're kicking up the dust on the floor. And, you know, it's a wonder we all didn't get lung cancer from that. uh. Exactly.
0: That was still an operation when I got here. And things have changed. uh, Yes, yes. But things have changed, as you well know. Jody, I tell everybody, I came here in uh, 1988, and Greenville has doubled in size, and ECU has doubled in size. So it's been fun to see all the growth here. It really has.
2: Hey, Jody, thanks so much again.
0: We appreciate it. Thank you, and
2: I appreciate you thinking of me and uh, including me in your your podcast there.
0: Well, thank you very much, Jody, and uh, we hope to see you in Greenville this fall for Pirate Football. What a pleasure it's been to visit with Jody Schultz, an ECU Hall of Famer.
1: And what a great episode today of the Pirate Radio Podcast with The Voice and his special guest, Jody Schultz. Special thanks to our sponsor, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Look for White Claw at your favorite retailer next time you're out shopping. White Claw Hard Seltzer, available in five fruit flavors, two grams of carbs, gluten-free, and only 100 calories. And nothing tastes quite like it. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple store. Visit our website at pr927fm.com and follow us on social media at pr927fm on Instagram and Facebook and at free pr927fm on Twitter to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone.
0: You have been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit whiteclaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. The Pirate Radio Podcast is an exclusive presentation by Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.